Well, hi there, and welcome to the Joe Rogan Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am Patrick Alexander, and you're on the PA. So hi, everybody. My name is Patrick Alexander, and uh, welcome to On the PA. This is the first episode of my new podcast, which was born out of uh, a few different elements. Uh, Boredom, a lot of time on my hands, and an insatiable need to talk and perform. So welcome. I'm really excited to do this. Uh, I've been meaning to do this for so long, and I tend to make plans to do something, and I'll formulate all these ideas in my head, and then I'll sit on it for like nine to 12 months. It's like I'm laying an egg. And finally, with uh, a lot of time on my hands and no places to perform stand-up comedy due to, uh, you know, that thing that I don't really want to mention rhymes with uh, I don't know what rhymes with pandemic, but it's it's because of the pandemic. All right, so. Uh, but things are looking up. Uh, I am in Niagara Falls, Canada. Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, I should mention, because people don't know what provinces are. I thought I'd do something really unique, but um, everything's been done. Everything's been done. Really, everything's been done. So um, I'm going to do what I want to do. It's going to be my show. Uh, I'm going to give you guys some laughs. I'm going to give you guys some information. Uh, Maybe touch your heart and uh, rattle your brain. I don't know. So who the hell am I? Uh, well, I am uh, I'm a comedian, as I said, and uh, I'm going to talk about how I got my start a little later on in the show. But I love doing stand-up comedy, and uh, this is sort of like what it's been like. I'm talking into a black void where I don't hear any applause or, or laughter. So I feel like this is good training, you know what I mean? Especially for all you youngins out there. Uh, little background to me, I won uh, Niagara Sucks Top Comic in 2017, which launched me into the stratosphere of the Ontario region, and uh, doors really opened for me then. Why is this called On the PA? Okay, well, On the PA means public address system. So, like your morning announcements in school, I'm going to sort of lay out a few things that you, I think you should know. And I'm going to do it in a harsh and shrill way, and most of you hopefully won't tune me out like most kids do the morning attendance. I'm not going to do the national anthem or anything like that. Um, If you want to stand and salute the maple leaf before I start, go right ahead, but not a requirement. So that's why. Oh, and PA are my initials, Patrick Alexander. Now, Patrick Alexander uh, is my stage name. Uh, It's actually my first and middle name, but you may address me as such. Um, The reason I picked that is because I think you need a to take a step back from your own persona and have that creative space to, to do something like this. And also, uh, whenever I was bad, my parents would yell through the house, Patrick Alexander. And it's usually cause I said something that I shouldn't have, you know, like a swear. Um, I am going to possibly casually swear on this podcast. You know, you may, you may hear a, a an F bomb here or there. So v- viewer, not a viewer, listener beware. All right. But I mean, I don't really think a lot of little kids are listening to this anyway. That's why I put a skull on the front of this. It's kind of like, wah. <laughs> Don't listen to this. You'll have bad dreams. Uh, yeah, I don't have kids in case you didn't in case you didn't pick that up. So anyway, that's why it's called on the PA. Let's move on. 
Um, if something, you know, pisses me off, you're going to hear about that too. Uh, if you are pissed off by the same things I am, great. Hit subscribe, like this, and, you know, push me into that realm of celebrity that's safe for influencers and, you know, infomercial celebrities. I, I, you know, even just a small corner of fame, I'll take it. I don't want to be world mega supernova Michael Jackson famous. I don't think anyone will ever achieve that ever again. But, you know, I would like to be able to still go to the mall. That's kind of like, you know, I, I want to be like a cult famous person. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be like Peaches. You know what I mean? If you don't know who she is, exactly. Um, look her up. She's amazing. <laughs> So I've heard you ask, how did you get started in comedy? Excellent question. Uh, let's see. I, I've wanted to do stand comedy my entire life, like literally since I was like 18 or 19. Uh, after loving, just loving comedy and always using humor as a, a weapon and, and a shield and, and a sword and a, and a chariot. And... Uh, Anything else you need in battle. Anyway, I, uh, I, I fell in love with Sam Comedy, especially uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my original uh, comic muse, which is Margaret Cho and uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin and uh, Amy. Like, so many. I have too many influences. I don't want to you know, sort of bore you with them. But uh, since I was, like, 18 or 19, I wanted to do this. And uh, it only took me, like, I don't know, another 15 years before I actually did it. And uh, if you know me, trust me, that's progress. That's actually moving quite fast for me. I've been working as a stand-up comic now for the last four years, and the pandemic really kind of dried up a lot of opportunity. Uh, I've had a wonderful uh, bunch of opportunities open up for me after winning Top Comic, uh, especially after not being on the scene for very long. Um, and uh, I just felt like I wanted to create something that was uh, a lot easier to produce than a TV show. I did a TV show in July uh, on live stream, which was really awesome. I did four episodes, all of them good. But uh, one thing led to another, and we couldn't keep taping, so I had to kind of wrap it after four epic episodes. But I really loved, uh, you know, connecting with the public and 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 using my voice for you know uh, more than just comedy, but to reach out and to to touch someone, like like the telephone company or uh, online predators. In 2016, I was kind of at a lull in my life, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I I had a, you know, a successful career and I just didn't know what I was going to do to make something fill that void of creativity that I needed. Um, and I was really jazzed. It was January, the beginning of the new year. And, uh, David Bowie, who was, you know, my absolute muse and idol for literally everything in my life. I mean, but David Bowie's, you know, the sun in the sky. So I was really excited because he was releasing a new album. It was called black star. And I mean, you know, he took a lot of time off in the 2000s and uh, he was back with this like banging album and I was so excited. And then three days later, he was dead. And I remember waking up that morning and I had to go to work and seeing it on Twitter and trying to refresh it because I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like, you know, clickbait because it didn't look real and it wasn't on any other um, news outlet. But it was like five something in the morning. So it was really early. The minute six o'clock hit, it was like, like all over Twitter that David Bowie had died suddenly. And I remember, like, the feeling of grief and of sadness was, like, instantaneous. Like, I literally – it's one of the few times in my life I've actually burst into tears. Um, you know, he meant so much to me personally and to all my friends and was just, you know, probably the coolest man on the planet. And 
you know, I still can't believe David Bowie's dead. I still don't want to believe it. But um, I had sort of an epiphany that morning as I wept on the shower floor um, listening to Space Oddity. Um, you know, this man made his life a, a work of art, even his death. The album seemed like this sort of swan song, even if he didn't intend it that way, but I think he did. And I thought, you know, he's done all this, and what have you done? You've done nothing but just talk and do nothing. So get off your white, skinny ass and do something about it. So I enrolled in Second City, and uh, I started going that summer and fall, and uh, the rest is history. So what happened after that? Well, again, after winning Top Comic, uh, I, I did lots and lots of really awesome stand-up dates. Uh, Showtime Comedy, which I'm going to give a huge shout-out to, is my home club in St. Catharines on St. Paul Street. Um, I played some awesome shows there. I got to headline a show. Uh, so those are the ups. I also had, like, you know, a lot of what you'd call paying your dues. Um, I once played a lacrosse game tournament, actually, where I assumed that we, uh, myself and four other wonderful comedians, would, uh, you know, perform after the dinner. Well, um... No, no, that wasn't the case. We had to perform while the tournament was going on. And you know what people who are coming to see lacrosse don't want to see? Literally anything else. Um, I've performed in a bar for five people. I performed in Brampton for two people. Uh, and this man was actually really, 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 really overweight. So he was, it was kind of like three people. Oh, grow up, it's comedy, as Joan Rivers would say. It's a joke. But uh, I've done all sorts of gigs, and again, I just really love doing it because you'd have to you'd have to be crazy to do this otherwise. You know, you, you would be a complete you know masochist to drag yourself out on weeknights, uh, you know, till eleven o'clock at night, performing jokes in front of maybe people if you're lucky, but usually other comedians, unless you just really had a passion to perform, which I do. Okay, so uh, if you didn't catch from my last joke, I am a gay person and I'm a proud gay person. And uh, I've been out like, oh my God, half my life. And that's not easy to do in a small town. Uh, it's even harder to do when uh, you're a stand-up comedian. But I mean, I, I really feel like, you know, I occupy space and I think my voice should be heard because we still have a lot of homo, like a lot of homophobia around. Oh my God. You know, I thought that as I got older, you know, things would kind of mellow out. And uh, no, no, didn't, didn't really... Um, it just kind of changed form a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's something I'm very proud of. And we have, a, a, a very small, but a very awesome gay community here in Niagara Falls. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about that too. So, you know, if you like the, all things LGBTQ, anything rainbow colored, I got your back. Uh, I'm also a twin. I am just like, like a poster child for a lot of minorities. Like I have mental health issues. I have an anxiety disorder. I'm a twin, which means I'm a multiple birth. I'm gay. And I mean, like, I, I like being a twin. I, I don't really know anything else. People always say, you know, how do we tell you two apart? It's like, grow up. You know, like we're, like we're adults now. That's, you know, that, that, that shit ain't cute anymore. But it, it still fascinates people. I mean, it's been happening since the dawn of time, but people still look at twins like, you know, can you believe it? Like we're space mutants. Like, we're freaks. And so from a very young age, I knew I was different from other people. Uh, just not the guy sitting beside me. Because it's like, why do you have my face? No, I never thought that. Uh, we do look shockingly a lot alike, my brother and I. So um, he is often complimented for his comedy. <laughs> and uh, I told him, just say thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's, that's something that makes life extra special. But I'm still, I'm the firstborn. 
that doesn't make me a hero. I don't know why I mentioned that, but uh, it's just, you know, it's my first badge of honor that I was the firstborn twin. So, uh, yeah. Which one's the evil one? Well, I'll let you figure that one out. And I just realized in saying that, like, I am basically like the grand marshal of the invisible minority parade. So I'm uh, going to go put more flowers on my float. So do you want to hear something gay while we're on the topic? Of course you do. Um, I, in 2018, won uh, Pride Niagara, which is a wonderful association here in Niagara Falls that, uh, you know, uh, creates and, and promotes LGBTQ events. They named me uh, Entertainer of the Year that year. And I was so happy. And I had beat three very fierce drag queens for this uh, title. So I was a little intimidated. And I could feel their eyes on me. And when I won, I walked up and I... I um, I didn't have to make a speech, but I did. Uh, I just said, you know, I'm so grateful for this award from Pride Niagara. And uh, to my three competitors, ladies, just know that sometimes in life, a joker beats three queens. I use that joke in my act. Uh, if you laughed, good. They didn't. So, uh, yeah, they said they were coming for me. And I knew they were serious because the next day they wrote, we're coming for you on my front door. And I knew it was them because it was written in Sephora lipstick and it matched my shutters perfectly. So to keep this interesting, I thought I would do a few segments. And one I'm really excited about is one where I am going to talk about things I love and things I really don't. And I call it Pump or Dump. Pump or Dump. Pump this up. The first one I'm going to mention is um, related to stand-up comedy, obviously. Uh, it's called The History of Stand-Up Comedy. So that's uh, one that I really like to listen to because it, it takes you from you know, like the very beginnings of stand-up comedy, like in history and brings you into the present day. And it talks about, um, that was really the first season. So it goes all the way from like, you know, court jesters in medieval times, uh, to the definitions of what clown meant, even in Shakespeare, uh, which is something I may get to in this podcast all the way up to like, you know, vaudeville and then into the modern age and, uh, how standups became, you know, through late night TV and the, 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 the medium of television, uh, became, you know, international stars all the way up to what we have now, which are people doing podcasts who are, you know, amateur stand-up comedians, like, you know, no one I know. This uh, the one that I fell in love with and I, I faithfully listen to every single week, and they have really been my best friends during the, the pandemic, uh, are two comedians, and uh, one is from the States, one is my one of my idols from Canada. Her name is Deborah DiGiovanni. Uh, and Deborah would say something that would literally, it would just slay me. It was smart. It was funny. And her personality, she's just, you know, she's Italian. She has this wonderful laugh and she's very self-deprecating, but in the best possible way. And I just loved, loved, loved her. And I went to see her. She came to Niagara Falls once and she signed a coaster for me. Deborah, I don't even know if you remember this. I still have the coaster. And uh, she moved to LA now and she's, you know, establishing herself out there, which is very tough. And uh, her and her best friend, Zach Noe Towers, who is sort of like my comedian, you know, one day we'll be married, I'm sure. But, you know, right now we'll just, we'll say this is how we met. Zach Noe Towers, who's also, his comedy, again, made me spit out my soup when I was drinking it and watching his comedy. I don't know why, I, what, like, why do you watch funny things while you're ingesting liquid? It makes no sense. 
but I do. Um, and he has two podcasts, actually. One's called uh, Good Morning Sodomites, but this this is a podcast called uh, Killing Time. And it was the – actually, it was not only just the fact that they did it. It was the name because I just love double entendres. I love that, and they called it Killing Time. And I was like, oh, that is so perfect because comedians, you know, if they're doing well, they say they're killing it. Um, but when you're killing time, it's like, well, we're just going to do this. To it's very layered. Anyway, you should, I shouldn't have to explain these things to you people. Um, but what sign up for it, they are hysterically funny. And the whole podcast is just them talking about their lives. Like there's no real topic sort of emerge organically, but it's just them like living life in LA as two standup comedians and weighing in on things like pop culture and things. And they'll just talk about something. And I just, I like, I not only do I agree, I almost talk back to my car stereo because i'm listening in the car not because i'm like you know relationship with my car or anything uh, that was actually on my strange addiction another show i used to watch i'm getting off topic here we go so listening to zach and deborah put me on your show please i would love to be on it oh my god i love you guys so much anyway um this music i never thought i would say this ever miley cyrus's new album yes miley's that miley cyrus it's called uh plastic hearts and i it is a banger people banger um i know that was her other album's name but this one it's she is channeling joan jett and stevie nicks and these people help her with this record it is a straight up rock and roll record and i've been waiting 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 for girls to be tired with the whole pop and hip-hop thing pick up a guitar you know my one of my elders was courtney love Start screaming about your problems, you know, learn the three basic punk rock chords and let's get some better representations of females in music. We need some people who kick butt. So that was uh, that was it for me. It's called uh, Plastic Hearts, stream it or, or buy it, whatever. It is a back to front, a great album. Billy Idol's on this album. Oh my God, I loved Billy Idol when I was a kid. I, I cut my hair and bleached it because of Billy Idol. I died at Red for David Bowie. Different story. But originally, that's who was my inspiration, was Billy Idol. And if you look her up on YouTube, I mean, outside of this awesome album, she has done, like, these backyard sessions. She does all of these amazing, like, covers. Covers of songs that, like, I used to love, like uh, Zombie by the Cranberries. She does uh, a Billy Idol song. She does Sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies. Like, and I mean, awesome, all of them. She does amazing covers. I couldn't believe it. And and I'm looking at all these going, my God, I have misjudged Miley Cyrus. And then I saw she did the one cover and I stopped and I went, stay in your lane, girl. Stay in your lane. She covered Doll Parts by Hole. And Hole was my favorite band, still is, of my, it was the soundtrack to my teenage life. And I thought nobody covers Courtney Love. Nobody. Because you can't, number one. And also, will you reach that intensity? You know, so I trepidatiously start and i gotta tell you halfway through like i was just standing up and i was like she she killed it she killed that cover and the queen herself courtney put it on her instagram and i thought i i love her i love her her fashion sense like that cat suit she's wearing in that midnight sky video all of this is right all of it is right um, my own aesthetic when I perform on stage is much like hers, only, you know, I don't look as good in a bodysuit, but in terms of mixing like jewels and rock and leather and I just, I'm, I'm here for it, Miley. I'm here for it. You killed it, girl. Duh. Current events. 
in the news uh, about two weeks ago, let's say, uh, it's been announced that the uh, National Rifle Association has gone bankrupt. The NRA has gone bankrupt. Now, if you don't really know anything about the NRA, they're the, uh, you know, gun lobby in the United States. They're the reason that America keeps their guns and, and never wants to get rid of them. They're one of the most powerful lobbyists in the United States. They have a lot of senators and, and politicians in their back pocket, especially on the right side. And that is the reason why when all these school shootings happen, you know, the guns stay where they are. But I mean, I just found it hysterical that the NRA is bankrupt. Like they're morally bankrupt, but now they're like actually bankrupt. You know, they can't even afford to pay lip service anymore. Um, what, I just wonder like what would happen. You know, what, what, are they actually going to lose their guns? You know, they have to sell them now because they're bankrupt. Like that's just so ironic. You know, like are they just going to run around carrying like, you know, the top of a garden hose in place of their gun in their holster, like like a flare gun, you know, a hair dryer. Because um, really, if you trace the history of the NRA back, it, it's traced in the history of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan, when they were declared a terrorist group and a hate group, they decided that they needed to become a legitimate group of gentlemen talking about hate and destruction. So they decided to become a rifle club. And that is true. You can Google it. So the NRA has its roots in the worst white power racist organization in the United States. And now they are bankrupt. So that's, you know, a very long form of karma. Yeah, I guess you could say it's it took a while. Um, but, you know, but there's nothing worse than the KKK without a 401k. So sorry. So sad. Um, I'm going to close with uh, my friend Fallon Shaw, local to Niagara Falls, uh, is doing something really, really awesome. Uh, she has the coming out stories, which I helped her found actually once upon a time. It was a speaking engagement we did at the Niagara Falls History Museum where we talk about coming out and issues around the LGBTQ community. She was instrumental in getting the Rainbow Crosswalk here for Niagara Falls, and she is just a badass philanthropist. Anyway, this March 4th, her coming out stories will be with the one and only Biff Naked. And if you're a Canadian rocker, you know who she is. She is, you know, a, an icon of rock and roll, especially Canadian rock and roll. And uh, check that out on March 4th. There'll be details about it on my Instagram and on my Facebook. Um, so that is what is really cool. Um, so I just really would like to thank you. I mean, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, holy crap, is this like, seriously, I'm like this far in. Um, I haven't even really talked about anything, but anyway, I'm going to be doing this every week, whether I like it or not, because it keeps me disciplined. Uh, and hopefully this pandemic will be over soon and you can come and see me do shows. Cause usually I would plug that, but now, right now I have nothing. So you can catch me, uh, here and I have social media because you know, I'm, I'm cool. Uh, my Facebook is Patrick Alexander. Uh, my Twitter is at P Alex Haha 79 P capital P capital A. Lex Haha 79 uh, on Instagram. I'm Pat Alexander 7969 uh, on YouTube. I'm Patty cakes, 1979 at gmail.com on the PA is produced by Patrick Alexander is performed by Patrick Alexander overhead marketing, all that stuff you see online done by uh, P Alexander and uh, a conglomerate of uh, P Alexander industry. It it's all me. I, I'm doing everything. But anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week. So, I don't have I don't have a like a closing yet. I don't have like a catchphrase, so I'll work on that. So right now, I'll just be like, you know, um, yow.